Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, and I'm your host. Today, I have a great guest coming out of New Jersey. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. And such a kind and warm introduction. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was telling Jonathan just a second ago, uh, I don't read a bio off or try to like be this weird, awkward kind of thing, but I more like to ask Jonathan or any guest to tell their story, you know, how they became an attorney, why, how they get to where they're at, how they manage a firm. And so I'd rather do that than just read a bunch of stuff off a piece of paper while the guest sits there awkwardly. <laughs> and yeah, lawyers don't have egos though. Anyway. Yeah, no worries. I, I love when people toot my toot my horn for me, but I'll toot it uh, myself if I have to. Uh, yeah. So I, I make you do that for yourself. Um, so I hope you appreciate that. Uh, real quick before we get started, I just want to make sure everyone is aware of his law firm and you can check out his law firm. Uh, they are changing domains, so they're in the middle of that, but you can go to gfb-law.com. That's at the bottom of your screen if you're watching. If you're listening in the in the car, it's gfb-law.com. Go check out his firm, see what they're all about, see what practice areas they cover, uh, see how you maybe can best refer and talk with each other to hopefully refer business. So, Jonathan, okay. tell so- us your story. How'd you come? Why did you become an attorney? What was that journey like? Did you start out with your own firm right out the gate? Did you work for someone else? Tell us what that was like. Absolutely. And so just so everyone's aware, the the firm is now Good Gold West and Bennett LLC. We're based in Milburn, New Jersey. We've had uh, several iterations or name changes in the past several years, which I'll get into a little bit, which, you know, helps shape the conversation. So I graduated from law school in 2000, Cardoza in uh, 2001, did a clerkship for a year with the Honorable uh, W. Hunt Dumont in Passaic County, New Jersey. And at that time, a 102 job market was a little tough and my grades were middle of the road. Uh, so some doors were not being opened uh, the way I, uh, my co- some of my colleagues were who may have done better in uh, law school than I had. So I went to a firm for about four months in the city, realized I don't like really working in the city very much, and then went to a 14 attorney, 12 attorney law firm in Hackensack. It's no longer there, but it was Schiffman, Berger, Abraham, Kaufman, and Ritter at the time. And I learned how to be a lawyer and, you know, saw the firm, add attorneys, one of the rainmakers leave. And then I left to go to Genova Burns and Vernoya in Livingston at the time, uh, one of the leading employment law and election law firms in uh, the state, a regional basis, the offices, several offices in New, uh, New Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia, and really just did a lot of employment law, started doing collection work for real for real clients and not just the firm as low man on the totem pole and saw the firm and they were, you know, positioning themselves for growth. And it was a challenging process that I saw, 
and there were a lot of associates and they were about 40, 45 attorneys. Now they're up to 70, 75. So after almost two years there, I was approached by my best friend at the time, which now we're friends again, you know, we're friendly again and we're good. We're close again, but not, you know, we went out on our own. He had had his own practice for several years and tried to build a practice while navigating being in-house counsel for a mortgage company. And that was interesting. <laughs> and trying to figure out, you know, deal with the personalities at the mortgage company and trying to figure out the balance between mortgage company work versus firm work. And it was challenging. And then after a year, you know, realizing we're heading in different directions, we decided to go our separate ways. And I started my own practice, Good Gold Law LLC. And Good Gold Law was in operation for about eight years. And, and I can tell you one thing, I hated my boss at that time. It was tough. It was really, you know, it was challenging. It was tough. It was, it was great. It gave me a lot of flexibility as my children were born during that time, my three kids. It was really challenging trying to run a practice. And I'm not an accounting guy by trade anyway. And I'm, you know, bookkeeping was a disaster and getting referrals and learning what networking was, especially in the beginning. I like talking to people. Yes. Yeah, so networking is really the key to everything and, and building contacts and building relationships with people. And I remember as a young associate at one of the larger firms, you know, the prior firms, we'd go to an event. Hey, we need people to fill a table. Okay. I'll go free dinner. Fine. And then I'd sit around with some of the other associates and sit in a corner talking to each other while all the other partners are glad handing each other and they're talking to other people and they're building their relationships and they're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, that's what I want. That's eventually. So about eight years ago, I was approached by a colleague of mine, friend of mine. I'm trying to grow a firm. Come join, merge in with us. Merged in, was there for about three and a half years and realized it wasn't being managed properly. Brought in people. Some people weren't a good fit for the firm or the firm culture you know, bottom line isn't enough to really get a good firm culture. So the remaining partners at the time, and several of which are still with us uh, at Good Gold West and Bennett, broke away, started our own firm. And we were in operations for about three and a half years until uh, this past January, when uh, February, when our senior member dissociated from the firm. And we had issues with staffing, we had issues with other things, and it was just they're trying to get everyone on the same page and not everyone was on the same page. So then we formed Good Gold Feinberg and Bennett. And then one of the partners left and recently last two months. And then we've now reformed renamed as Good Gold West and Bennett LLC. And hopefully we're not changing anytime soon. So uh, we've had enough of this. So, I mean, I, I mean, the challenges are definitely, you know, you always have challenges and as a managing partner, you kind of, you know, I learned, People are going to do what they do. I can't change people. I can't change my wife. I can't change my kids that well. I can't change my parents. You know, people are good at certain things. And you try to maximize their good and minimize where they're weaker or have challenges at. I always knew that I could network and I could go out and make relationships. And as I can continue to grow my practice and my my firm's practices that the relate it's the relationships and someone who's for us finding the right fit 
is more important than finding someone with a million dollar book of business. If someone with a million dollar book of business is going to demand certain things that maybe mm -hmm. we as a firm aren't ready to deal with or go to, yeah, the, mon the money would be nice, but if everyone's on the same page, we'll all get there is how we feel. And not if someone has a good idea, let's go with a good idea, but don't rock the boat just because you want to rock the boat. And that's something, you know, we, we have things in place. We're trying to work. Maybe it's not the best way, but it's the way we know and the way we know how to operate. And, you know, we're always open to suggestions and ways to make things better and easier for us and for our attorneys and for our staff. And it's always a challenge. I mean, some people are better rainmakers. Some people are better worker bees. Some people are, some, some attorneys, you know, like will not, you know, will not try different practice areas or will not try anything outside their comfort zone. And it's just managing the expectations and managing the people and managing everything that's involved with it while still trying to get the business in and growing the firm and growing the revenue so we can do more things, more marketing, going, hiring associates, hiring, getting new attorneys in and having a bigger platform to be able to do with it, do it. You know, I'd like to see us get up to 12 to 15 attorneys in the next two years. Um, Where are you at right now? We're at six partners and three of counsel. Okay. And we're in talks with a few other people and that would be phenomenal. Maybe not realistic, but that's the goal. And, you know, hell, I would take 10 at this point, you know, in the next 12 months to get up to 10 attorneys. Because you're at a certain point for us to add attorneys and our model is different than a lot of a lot of law firms. It's an, it's a collegial eat what you kill. And our breakdown is basically a third, a third, a third. Third goes to the house of anything recovered. Third goes to the originator and third goes to the worker bee, the one who works or their hours, a third of their hours. And it incentivizes people to bring in the business. And hopefully we have enough people to do the work, which would be great. And we don't want to have to turn work away. Uh, you know, so, you know, the legal term, what do you do? Oh, anything that walks in the door. No, we'd like not to just anything that walks in the door. We'd like to be a little discerning, but we want to be able to at least have, be able to be in a position. Yeah, we can handle that. Let's go. Let's go get it. And, you know, that's always a challenge. And hopefully the next time we chat, <laughs> we're, I'm in a little, you know, little different position, but, you know, all in all, I think the upward tra uh, trajectory is we're on that. So that's what really we want to uh, achieve. Well, I mean, so I think, you know, kind of what you were just saying and, and everyone listening, especially managing partners is uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. Probably ever. Right? It's really easy. There's all new challenges. And I kind of, I definitely agree with you with all the, the different moving parts and pieces, but people, right. You, you can't, like I lost a good person recently that just, they're like, Hey, I want to go do something different. And, and we are like, how, how's that possible? Like, you're so awesome. And you work out so great here and uh, you can't, you know, force anyone to do anything. They're going to do what they're going to, you said it perfectly. They're going to do what they're going to do. Sometimes we just don't know until they, they come out and say, Hey, I'm going to go this other direction for whatever reason. Yeah. And you know, this happened multiple times at my firm with people that, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, we would do anything to keep that person. And, but they're just not wired for that. They, they go start their own business or they, you know, they're, they're so driven and successful 
that they don't even need they don't need us so they can go do them themselves and and we've started to figure out a little bit more of a way that we're identifying those types of folks and and you know trying to speed up the leadership opportunities and 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 even ownership opportunities and things like that because we know what kind of person that is that just came in the door as soon as we hired them and we say hey this person's going to move fast and if we don't move fast they ain't going to stay here so but you know at the end of the day, you can't change people, like you said, and you can't force them to do anything and they're going to do what they're going to do. So you got to always deal with, Hey, we just lost a great person. What do we do to fill? And then what's the rest of the team think? Right. Do they think they left because of a reason or do they fire them or, you know, so you really have to. One of the thing as we've, as we've, you know, evolved, let's say as a firm and uh, you know, we know our target attorney is going to be someone, decent book of business, a go-getter, someone who's hungry to grow, or someone on the verge of, you know, wanting to slow down a little bit, but wants a place to park it. But someone who's A, willing to play ball, you know, we're not going to get that rock star, probably guy at a big firm, you know, with major Fortune 500 clients. It's just not, we're not equipped for that as much as I'm And they probably have a lot of options. <laughs> right. It's someone who's got mom and pop businesses or, or good, you know, corporate and, or is a good pipeline for cases, even if it's plaintiff personal injury or, or plaintiff matrimony, you know, whatever it may be, plaintiff employment, and maybe can do both sides of employment law, who has the book, can grow it, and is willing to put in the work to try to grow it and will help in whatever way we're able to. You know, you look at a junior partner, senior associate at a larger firm who is developing a book, but maybe not getting paid the way they want to on that book. That would be a good option. But if they're expecting like six paralegals to assist them with their work, that's we're the wrong fit. If they are mostly self-independent and can do, you know, a lot of stuff, not completely on their own, but have some ability to do some of the stuff and on their own without maybe dictating you know, briefs or whatever, that's probably a better fit for us. Although we're willing to adapt to technology to fit the need and to fit the the person if need be. Or, you know, someone who's solely on their own. And, you know, I always estimated being on my own, I estimated 25% of my revenue went to overhead, minimum. And I, that might be conservative. Someone who's working in their basement is making two, $300,000 is doing very well for themselves figuring they're not paying rent, they don't, you know, may not have much overhead, why would they come to a firm and they'd give up a portion of it? But someone who's, you know, maybe at a, on their own, but they're tired of running it. They're tired of having to do the administration. They're tired of being a mm -hmm. business, you know, not being a businessman because we're all still business people after all. They're tired of just running it and, and the headaches of things that go on them. They'd rather just practice law and grow their business. That's you know, those people are a good fit. And those are attorneys, you know, we're actively looking for. So. All right, everybody, if you're looking and you fit that, call Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, you know, you got to find the right folks for your, your firm. You got to find, yeah, for me, it's, you know, I've seen with clients, like we, it's got to be the right fit client. It's, we're not just going to accept any client for a long-term relationship. It's got to make sense. And then with our folks hiring is, a process like it, it takes us a long time to find a good person we're total almost 30 people now full time and it's each one is 
meticulously chosen. <laughs> so uh, we don't have time for a bad hire at this point. But but it's hard. Yeah, you, know, you got to play that balance, and then you have to have new clients coming in, right? And you have to have the people to do the work. So and then you want a good culture, and you want all the other good things to just be perfect. But it, it's such a balance, and then managing a company is not easy to do. I had brown hair before I started matching. <laughs> now it's gray. That's um, gray mine. <laughs> It was mostly pepper before. Now it's mostly salt, but it's okay. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, Digital Marketing Agency, at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. Yeah, so I guess the, the main topic here is, is, is challenging to, to manage a firm or any company. And it is a business. A law firm is a business uh, straight. And I'm sure you and get And I speak on this. To run yeah, a business. And I speak on this. I give webinars and uh, CLE and top, I speak on topics of either managing ethics of managing a law firm or, and, or a collection work. And that's my, the majority of my work. And it is, you know, you listen to the, you look at the RPCs and they say, you know, lawyer isn't just a businessman. They have like, they're held to a higher standard. You know, I see some of the firms out there and I don't buy that people do this all the time, but or the way some people practice law, I don't think they uh, practice like that. But, you know, the ideal, I mean, the practice of law is an ideal to strive for. And, you know, you hope you get close or close enough that no one's going to come down and bother you about it. But it really is, you've got to do, there's certain things where you've just got to, you know, be open and honest almost to a fault. And you got to be open and honest with your clients. You got to be open and honest with your adversaries. And it's tough balancing all those responsibilities. And, you know, I never want a client or a colleague to tell, hey, you didn't call me back. It happens. You know, I don't respond fast enough or there are a thousand emails that come in and I just missed it. You know, I try to be responsive and proactive. It just, it's hard. And, you know, managing a firm's tough on its own. Practicing law is tough on its own. And then talking about, you know, raising a family and kids who are, you know, still in middle school and high school or starting middle school and high school. It's same here. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, how do we afford all their activities? You know, and it's, you've got to balance the, the making money to survive and thrive and do all that. And then it's do the work and keep the clients happy and try to build a reputation. So when you go into court, you're not looked at like you're the schmuck who lied to the court before. You know, you, you say you're going to do something, you do it. And, you know, I, I think the court has the, you know, we're all here, thank God, not well-known, but respected colleagues in my office and I think good attorneys. And, you know, I think the court appreciates when things like that happen. If I say, hey, I haven't been involved in this case. I just got in. Give me a couple weeks to just get my arms around it and let me talk to a client and let me put something that is respectable and take a position where, you know, if I can take a position that's good, I will. Or, hey, the client needs to respond to this motion now. They haven't responded to four other motions. Listen, Your Honor, if they don't respond to it, and if I can't get in touch with them, I'm not going to be in the case very long. So, 
you know, give me that courtesy. And then, you know, I'd like to think most of the time because of our ability or just our willingness to be open with the court and open with colleagues that maybe we'll be given a slight benefit of the doubt when push comes to shove. But you build that over time. It doesn't happen automatically. And, you know, I've been practicing 22 years. I can't believe I've been practicing 22 years. I think back to, <laughs> you know, graduating law school and, you know, I had all these thoughts and dreams. Even if I was a middle of the road law student, I thought I was going to be big city attorney. And then, you know, in, you know, when I'm going on in campus, on campus interviews, it was all New Jersey firms because I was based out of Jersey. And then I went to a clerkship, which was great. Best learning experience I ever had learning the court system and <laughs> seeing what the court has to deal with and trying not to piss off the court people <laughs> and building relationships in the court where I could be like, now most of them are retired, but be like, especially when I was early on, can I talk to the judge? I really have an issue here, personal. I don't know what to do right now. Please help me. And they would give me some guidance or I ran in to see the court judge one time and he's like, I know you clerked here. I know, tell me what's going on. Okay, do this, send a letter to the, and I'll see you Monday. You know, so at least I was given a little leeway and assistance in, you know, resolving an early case I had on my own. It's, you know, you build that relationship and trust with people. And if you don't have that, you know, as lawyers, we're only as good as our word. And mm -hmm. you don't have the trust or respect of your adversaries and colleagues and, and the court, you're done. You might build anything on top if you don't have that. Yeah, you might as well never appear in court and just ghostwrite everything. <laughs> it's funny, one of the things you said with, you know, with family, you know, I have two kids married all that good stuff. So it's like, I feel like I work for two companies, even though this is my company, uh, I have a partner, but you know, she'll be like, Hey, I booked us a vacation for like a whole week. I'm like, Oh, what? You know, like when's that coming up and trying to manage all that and say, you know, well, I got sales to bring in, I got clients to meet with, and then I got, you know, family vacations and events and stuff like that. So it's like, you got to shift and be present yeah. in both. And it's, uh, it's a lot to manage. I mean, all I can tell you is uh, COVID as terrible as it was, it gave me the opportunity for the first time in really a long, long time to be able to work from home. Yes, I had things set up. I'm not quite as set up right now because I brought everything back to the office, but I basically dragged my entire office into my house, had all my files, which I'm not really using paper files as much anymore, although you wouldn't know that from my off from this short view of my office. I'm trying, I'm working on the getting automated, you know, fully automated, fully paperless. But there are times that, you know, I'm able to work from home and I, and it was great. And then, you know, I was home for about 13 months. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, me too. And it was fine until my sweet dear wife tells me April 2021, get the hell out of the house. <laughs> You're driving us all crazy. You know, I'd be on a networking call. The good thing about being <laughs> home during this was, you know, 6 a.m. I wake up, check my phone, do whatever get some coffee, get some breakfast, and then I can go work for, you know, check my emails and go do work or do get, get out that letter or do whatever I needed to get the kid. You know, the kids would get up. I'd help yeah, them, breakfast, get them ready, get back to work. I'd be at, you know, I'd be at work until noon, one o'clock, get the help, get the kids fed, do whatever, have lunch, go work till four, you know, maybe play with the kids for a little bit outside, go back. Oh, nine o'clock. I got to go check something. Okay. Nine o'clock. You know, now I'm home. I'm not, I'm, I'll check my phone, but I'm an early riser and I'm not going to be up at, you know, 
hell, I might be going to sleep at 9.30, depending on the day. So I was able to check things, you know, all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Oh, I need to hop on the computer. Fine. Let me just hop on for a few minutes or an hour or whatever. And that thing, that was nice. And everyone was pretty much working like that. And and I was yeah. able to network. And, and networking was the key to all of that. Still building relationships. You know, we're in boxes now and being... <laughs> But we were able to meet, I was able to meet a whole bunch of different people. And through that, met some really great colleagues, some really nice referral sources. You know, I go to an event and it's like, oh, I know you. Yeah, it's like, hey, you were on that, in you know, on my networking thing over COVID. Yeah, hey, I'll, you know, and, and that's always great. <laughs> and for me, networking is always like business. Yeah, that'd be great. Or recruiting would be great. But someone I can go into a room and if I don't know anyone. I know that one or two people that I met online or I met networking and the room isn't so hostile anymore. The room isn't so cold and it becomes a warmer introduction and that's always fun. And I, and I can, you know, for people who don't network, I didn't know what it was coming out of law school. I'd heard the term and I'd heard the, you know, the catchphrase ROI or return <laughs> on investment and all this other crap that, you know, you never hear. It was all like platitudes and all code words and I learned networking is just meeting people and getting to know people and building relationships and yeah huge for our business sorry yeah I mean it's rare that I'll you know I go to an event although my practice area is very suited for stuff where I meet someone hey I've got collections John you want to take this or can you handle this you know I do collection work and I do collection work for other lawyers accountants business people all over the gamut of industries. So, sure. which is great for networking. And oh, with fantastic the, because every lawyer a consumer side or uh, you needed like, you know, all divorce cases or plaintiff side, then it, yeah. it's a little more challenging. I mean, I know there are plenty of people who do collection work, but not in my circle necessarily. And there are people, you know, attorneys who know me, hey, we have got an issue or hey, you want to. And it's great. Or, hey, we got a judgment for a client. We can't, we're not, it's not cost efficient for us to do it. And I always joke around that it's nice to be the garbage man of the legal and legal field where stuff that's too big for too small for the bigger firms will handle. And, and for a firm our size, you know, a ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 case can be profitable. Get enough of them. You have a practice for a larger firm, the manpower alone to deal with something like that. It's almost not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. So networking is huge. I think uh, everyone needs to be networking and especially if you're in B2B, that's hundred yeah. percent necessary. I, I mean, and I know some of my partners aren't, don't do it or aren't great at it. And you know what? It is what it is. You know, I can't force them. I can't <laughs> hang them by their toenails and, you know, hang them upside down. You're going to go network today. If, if you, if it's not in you and you're not going to do it, that's fine. You know, you may not get paid as much just from whatever originations or work you have, but that's, you know, and some people just aren't good at it, yeah. you know, but they're, you can't make they, someone um, be good at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I know I can go into a room and start talking to people. I know people that don't do that. And again, I'm not going to force people to, you know, not going to force my partners to start going through the Rolodex or start having lunch meetings or coffee meetings with a thousand people over the course of a year. It's just, or go to an event. It's not going to happen. If you want to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, fine. We'll work around it. We'll do whatever we can do. Yeah, Build to the, str play to the strengths. So 
I completely agree. So, Jonathan, what's you know you kind of mentioned a little bit of kind of some of the the future goals you mentioned in about a year, twelve months to a year, two years to add in, add in some more attorneys. Uh, what are the plans you have coming up? What is you know what does it look like marketing or new things that you mentioned some new technologies, anything like that that you see on the rise that you're looking at or that uh, revising the w- website, fully integrating the new uh, marketing materials. I think just trying to build more of a presence. And as we add attorneys, I think that'll help. And, you know, as the last three, four months have been a little chaotic. So we're hoping, you know, come the end of the summer, beginning of the fall, we're really going to be able to plan and plan for growth and plan for smart growth. I mean, growth for growth's sake doesn't make sense, but planning for smart growth and where to not stick necessarily our marketing dollars, but where do people want to focus energies and how do they want to go out, go, you know, do you want to do these events or do you want to, who wants to speak more, who wants to get involved with X, Y, and Z group or, or whatnot. I mean, a lot of the major networking things I don't necessarily love. I don't like big formal networking groups. I just don't. I like going to an event, going to through colleagues and just meeting people. And yeah, you may not get that big, you know, become best friends and basically everyone becomes a marketing arm for each other and and things like that. But you know what? I don't have necessarily the bandwidth to do it. I agree with you on the the, the networking events that are like, they're only for networking. I don't find usually value in there. And and everyone there is trying to sell their services or, you know, there's all kinds of different folks there that are not necessarily a fit for me. But just going to, you know, going to a community event or something um, that you have interest in that other professionals also are there for the interest of the event. And I find that much better than going to a pre-planned networking. Yeah. I'm trying to get more involved in the county or multiple county bar associations and the state Mm -hmm. bar convention. I mean, the state bar convention was great this year really spoke to a bunch of people, including uh, our newest attorney and some other people that we're looking to talk to. I, it, you just get friendlier with people you know, you build more relationships, you build contacts, and you have fun doing it. You know, for me, networking, I've never explained that, oh, you can have fun doing it. You know, it, it's a part of the work, but it, I do enjoy going out for having a cocktail with someone or or meeting someone for a lunch or having a coffee and yeah, I only have 10 cups of coffee a day. So having another cup of coffee with someone doesn't really change my equation. You need so 10 people a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. But it's just nice to be able to have, you know, go out and be social. And again, networking is just getting to know people. And once people get that through their head, that it's not some magic formula, you know, if you're talking to people on a regular basis, things are going to happen. I made a client once in the back of a courtesy car from car dealership when I was getting it repaired and <laughs> she became a decent, you know, she, it was a good client. It was a good case and never would have expected it in a million years. Just random. Oh, okay. Yeah. You gotta get out and about. You gotta be out there doing things. You can't just be sitting in the office hoping stuff's right. going to show up. One of the things that you mentioned too is, uh, you know, planning and planning for growth, but smart. And we're about to do that right now. We're actually, we're putting a plan in place for, how can we take some money that we have and invest in and what things are we going to participate in? Uh, what groups or what uh, events, where do we put our time? 
And and if it were to pay off like we think, then what does that mean? I mean if we bring in this much, these many law firm clients, then how many people do we got to hire? And so you got to think about all those things and say, okay, you can't just grow and not plan for the, the outcomes of that. So um, I think that's a good point. And then we can divvy that up, kind of like what you're saying. Like some people don't want to network or go to these things. Let's, right? If we know network is to be part of our plan, then who can do it? Who wants to do it? And make sure that they have some responsibilities there. And then the other folks that they're not going to do that, they can't do that. Let's, let, what can they do? What can they participate in? You know, how can they, they help the firm grow? So, right. And, and I think that, you know, the, the ones who can get out and network and build up the revenue and build up the client base or, or referral networks. Great. If the people who can sit back and do the work. I mean, you get, you know, we're at the cusp of like another attorney or two. We're talking, we're going to need another staff person and we're going to need possibly an associate or, or someone part-time even to just come in and do some of the the work, get the workflow done, which would be great. We've toyed with the idea of associates and we need to get, that's where things start really changing as a firm. And I think, and, and that's really the growth model where you have multiple people billing for you, basically. And mm -hmm. I know that's the model to grow and I'm not necessarily sold it's the only way to grow, but I think it's important. And then you hope that these, you know, you get an associate and you hope they'll grow with you and you're not just a, a learning curve for them. You, know, yeah. you hope that they're able to bring in business or they're able to start developing clientele and referral networks and able to get into the partnership realm. I mean, we don't have a strict partnership track or anything. We're six attorneys, six partners. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's some firms do have a very strict procedure, and then it's you know revenue versus work, and which clients they manage. I mean, some of the formulas give you headaches when you think about it. <laughs> I'm listening to a good book right now. I'm not done with it. It's called The Great Game of Business. So anyone listening, really good so far. The Great Game of Business, and it's a it's a story about of a real company that basically the employees bought the business that was going under and. But basically, he, he mentions business like a game. So he's like, people want to have fun. They want to be part of something. So it's a pretty cool way of thinking about some of this stuff. And I'll One very good book I read was the Netflix founder. I forgot what the title of the book was. But it was like talking about management and how you build up. And you got to give employees control of some of their decisions. But you, know, you can't necessarily come down on them. And you got to give them the tools to be able to do it. And if you mm -hmm. identify someone who's unbelievably talented and you can't lose them go above market if you had to to get them or to retain them or give them room to breathe you can't just you tell know, them what to do if they know, you know if you. something fails learn from it and move on and it's very fascinating obviously much different field than us much different size than us at one point they were about the same size but you know they shifted but they shifted hey, you know shifted Amazing. They shifted from shifting from selling or renting DVDs by mail to the conglomerate Netflix that Netflix is right now. And they had to make a major change. Oh yeah. And multiple, out of business. And it was a multiple major changes and seeing where the market was going and seeing where the industry was going. And they were able to pivot and pivot obviously very successfully. And that's really the one streaming platform that we, you know, my kids watch. <laughs> is Netflix. Yep. Okay. Awesome. I'll have to look that book up as well. 
So great game of business and the Netflix book to recommend. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get that for you. All right, everyone. Jonathan, I appreciate you coming to share kind of uh, what you got going on with your firm. And this is the Managing Partners Podcast. You know, it's we want to hear like these things and uh, it's not easy, right? There's always struggles, there's ups and downs. It's a lot of management, a lot of moving parts. And we're always trying to figure out what the best thing to do, the best way to do it. And there's not always maybe one way. There's probably multiple ways. So come up with your own way, do your own thing. Uh, but we're all running businesses. We're all going to have challenges. And, you know, that's really what this podcast is all about is how we're managing our firms, what the challenges are, what lessons we've learned. And so that's the kind of stories I want to hear. I appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I think I've said, I've said, said a bunch. So I think I'm good for a while now. Yeah. So everyone, so one of the obviously get out and network, talk to people, meet people, be part of your community. Don't just show up to hand a card out and do a elevator pitch. People aren't going to give you business that way. So I think one of the things I take away from, from Jonathan is be real, go talk to people. Uh, don't be looking for something in return and that's going to serve you well. I mean, that's, that's how I started my business completely. I didn't even, I moved to a new city, knew nobody, and I had to go meet people. And that's how I started my firm before we became a law firm marketing agency. We were just a local agency and we work with local clients down the street. And so you, you just got to get out there and talk to people. So other than that, there's a lot of challenges. So you got a lot of things to work on all the time and you can't control people. I think that's another big takeaway. People are going to do what they're going to do. So don't take it to heart when someone leaves or, you know, goes a different direction. You, you, you got to let them go. Just to be able to adapt and hopefully adapt for the better. And that's, and really be able to do that. I mean, I'd like to think, even though we're smaller in size, we have a diverse practice area between me doing collections. We're a business law firm, but we do matrimonial and personal injury and licensing before administrative bodies for medical and other professionals, mm -hmm. uh, criminal law, we do litigation, and we have the capacity to do trust in the states through our off counsel and criminal law, as I mentioned. It's really a, diver a diverse practice area where, and the thing that's great about the culture we have is that people will step in and help one another the offices were designed for collaboration to go sit in the middle or go sit in someone's office even though the offices aren't huge that was built by design to go hey come to lunch with me let's talk out this case let's talk out this issue i've got this have you heard about something like this before you have you done it before and it really you know and for the personality if people aren't willing to help one another there's an adage rising tide lifts all ships and if you're not willing to help one another, if you're not in it as a team player, yeah, obviously you're in the business to make money for yourself. I get that. But if you're not willing to help your partners and help, even if it may not result in monetary you know, gain for you right then, you're helping the firm, you're helping build the revenue, you're helping to do certain things. And overall, it'll pay off in the long run because anyone can come into my office. I know I can go into anyone's office and be like, Hey, have you dealt with this? Or can you handle this? Or what are you thinking about this? And it's, you learn more and, Oh, I've done that in the past. Do you, do you want to handle more of those in the future? Oh, okay. Or maybe not. So then I know not to ask for it, but usually get an answer or someone can point you in the right direction to a colleague or, or they have a form or they have something. And then, you know, you're able to do the work smoother than 
trying to figure it out for hours, you know, reinventing the wheel. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, having that. So it sounds like you have a great culture there, which is great. And having that is the same here too. We, we don't like anyone siloed or they talk about, they don't talk to anybody. They just sit in their corner. Like it's very collaborative and we try to create situations where we can make sure people are collaborating and, and getting with each other to ask questions and learning from each other. So I think that's great. So, all right, Jonathan, just we'll let you go. Let everybody else be on their way. Thank you for tuning in to hear Jonathan's story. And it's what he's all about. Uh, again, if you check out his websites below, it's gfb-law.com. And you can check out his company there. And that's it. Jonathan, anything else? That's it. We're a firm and uh, full service firm in uh, Millburn, New Jersey, Good Gold West and Bennett. And if you have any questions, please reach out. Look forward to talking to you. Actually, yeah. If you're an attorney, you're not a managing partner, but you're looking, uh, maybe you run your own small firm. You're just tired of running it. Maybe, you're, you know, so uh, Jonathan be a good person to talk to. So, uh, or if not, if you don't do collections, you're in New Jersey or another state that you don't do that work and you have referrals, great person to connect with. So uh, Jonathan, appreciate it. Everyone, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Managing Partners Podcast. See you soon. Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests, and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com, where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.